say I randomly uh, picked up Devil May Cry 5 at the end. Right? Because I, oh, I think okay. I was just like really just looking to something that didn't have any strings attached to it. You know what I mean? Like, you want, you I already beat it. Was gonna, gonna guide you through an experience? <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, and I mean, again, I think some aspects of that game are great. I really hate the whole armament system or whatever. Again, we'll, we'll arm system, we'll call it that, that they gave to, uh, uh oh my god is it neo what is his name i why don't i remember nero yeah nero yeah nice yeah like i don't oh, know why his, his little detachable forearm yeah thing. yeah because the fact that it's like a they like break right and then it, it, it's just kind of like a an item you pick up and then you can't swap in between them Right, like the you have to, they have to break for you. You have to burn through them, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember that being the thing that killed me. It was like, I in concept, this is pretty decent, but the fact that you can't, you know, just switch on the fly and sort through them like a weapon wheel was a really, really missed opportunity. Yeah, it, no, absolutely. Like I, I, you know, I would have been fine with like, okay, if you do like their big attack, they have like a cooldown or something. Hell, I would have even been fine with you being able to swap between them, and if you do like their breakoff attack, that can't be used for like the rest of the the level or something, you know? Yeah, but yeah. Having them in like equipment that can break, I, I just I don't understand the decision there. But hey, you know everything else about the game is great. Though on a on a side note, a very weird side note, you can't completely restart your game. Like, oh, like if, when you wait, so like you if can't you play through it again, you can play through it again, but with all the sh- all the stuff unlocked oh. already, like everything you already did, basically, like you can't just completely restart unless of I think if you pick like a different difficulty, it might completely restart, but I'm not sure. Right. I th- okay. I think that's yeah. I remember that. If you Which, go hard mode or something. Yeah, yeah. So you you would have to basically like go into like your Steam folder, uh, I, I, or you know, if your console, co- yeah, wipe the save file. What? When? Why have we started doing this? I had that problem with uh, Deathloop. Remember where I was? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I wanted to just play through it again, normally, but it made me delete my old, um, my old file to do so, and I was just like, Did that. I don't. Yeah. Do I, that. Yeah, I really don't know why that's a thing uh because i mean there's you know if i'm running through like a game for the second time uh, i definitely want to just like a restart without like all the stuff yeah, yeah you know if i want to like max out everything then i'm just gonna run through that same save file and go do stuff that'll like help me accomplish that right not run through the whole game again um, i agree yeah, I know that that's really frustrating. It it seems super arbitrary. Yeah. It is, right? Yeah, I kind of did a similar thing where I started playing through um I just started like going back and playing through games that I was either halfway done with or 
you know, have just beaten again. Cause I, I don't know. I don't feel like I can absorb anything new right now. Like my brain is right. not there. Yeah. Same. Right. Um, probably why I didn't dive into Forspoken, even though that game doesn't look very good. No, I'm actually a little disappointed with, uh, you know, I mean, I don't necessarily always listen to reviews, but no, but I noticed something was off before people even said anything to me. I was looking at people playing the demos and I was like, yeah. this, this looks awkward. I, I don't know what it is, but it just, I also feel like they really for I didn't mean to cut you off, but for yeah. like the first time, not first time ever, but uh, the graphics compared to how they sold what the graphics were going to be like are so ridiculously noticeably different. Uh, it kind of seems like false advertisement. Yeah, it, I th I think maybe there's a. Um... I think I think it's one of those they curated the scene for the whatever. Yeah, of course. And then and that, that game's particle effects are just all over the place, so that's always going to create some form of randomness with the performance. But yeah, it looks like it's def it definitely doesn't just consistently hold up. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, not absolutely. I just, that combat, which I was kind of looking forward to, even the traversal, I was just like, no. That doesn't look very good. <laughs> uh, it seems like the consensus is, I mean, traversing is kind of fun. Combat's okay. But the dialogue and the story are so atrociously bad. I mean, that's what uh, ultimately knocked it off my interest list. Because I was like, I'll put up with, you know, I, I've played games where it hasn't felt amazing to play. But I'm sure as hell not going into a story that just I, I already don't care about. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. I, I'm out with it. So it looks like that's going to be a no from us. Maybe when it goes on sale, it might be a good cheap, like, you know, $15 yeah, game yeah. to pick up one of these days. I think so. Um, so the other thing I've been keeping up with was The Last of Us show. Have you checked it out yet? Or I guess you don't have HBO, huh? I do. I do not. I, you know, I, so I have, I currently have access to the show, uh, but I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. I, um, I really like it. Um, and I like, I'm, I don't want to go into too much about it because I know people are still watching it and I don't really want to say anything that'll spoil it for you, but it's gotten me back into that, uh, you know, post-apocalyptic game setting so i figured today would be a good chance for us to um you know go through some of our favorite post-apocalypse games and you know maybe just do some discussion on why it's so appealing why that genre works so well um yeah i wrote down a few questions that i thought we could go through so what do you think well let's dive on in yeah welcome back people to the nerding grounds podcast this is a weekly show where myself quinn and matt talk about games we've been playing and anything else that pops into our heads so like i said at the top here today we're going to be going over games from the post-apocalypse genre 
Um, I guess to start off, I was going to, I was going to ask what usually comes to mind when you think of the post-apocalypse genre, and then I'll fill in after that. So like immediately what comes to mind is, is like, you know, fallout, right? Games like that. Like the really, I feel like that's almost as post-apocalyptic as it gets, you know? I mean, yeah, like full-on like when you know you got like Max or you know stuff like that, right? Yeah, like nuclear fallout games. That's that's like yeah. the quintessential uh, post-apocalyptic titles. But then when you really start to think about it, I mean, obviously, it, it's it's honestly kind of like a video game staple, um, which I guess also we'll a spectrum. Do. Yeah, definitely, um, and it it just it I you know. I don't want to say it's an easy setting, but it's an easy setting. Um, yeah, I mean, it's clearly done. It's done a lot. Um, You're right. And yeah, and I was kind of just I was thinking over that and like, what? I don't. I don't want to get into that too quickly. But my main question that I thought we could go for at the end here would be, you know, like, why does this work so well? But I guess you know we'll continue listing off some of the ones that we thought of in the in the different subgenres that we can think of um because you know the way i broke it down was zombie outbreak um nuclear fallout pandemic style and then like a far future which in that you know i thought of zombies like last of us days um dying light i'd say resident evil squeaks in there with like two and three because that's technically you know, it it's still happening, but it's still like, you know, you're going through the bones of society and it's everything's kind of fallen apart. So I still think that counts. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, and for Raccoon City, it, it, it is it is the apocalypse, right? Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah no, I in my notes, I uh, that I, I, I rarely ever write, but I did for this one. <laughs> um I, I just wrote like you know this game, this game, Fallout, every zombie game ever. Though now I'm thinking you know Resident Evil Four. Though we don't really know the state of things, it certainly seems pretty shitty everywhere to me. Uh, yeah, but you kind of feel like a visitor in that area. It's like you're not supposed to stay there. You're not supposed to you know. You're kind of just showing up while everything's going to shit, and then you get out. I thought about that too, and I was like, I don't know. Two and three seem more. It's like this is like everything has fallen apart right then again you are you are trying to get the hell out of town before a nuclear bomb drops so yeah i don't know that's that's a weird one but yes zombies more often than not i feel like run into the post-apocalyptic zone yeah i mean because it's i don't know i mean again if you're having a zombies or you want to set up like zombies if it's not just a city that's like entrenched then you know the entire world got lost to it right like it's pretty easy correlation to make yeah and then you have you have games in the zombie genre for, like, for a writer i guess right 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 i yeah i was thinking not to get too ahead of it but it, it's almost like a clean sl- it's like from a writing standpoint it's a clean slate yeah you know you don't have to abide by the conventions of modern society because society has fallen apart and now you get to establish 
a different foundation and build it up from nothing and it it's gives you freedom in a lot of uh senses so you Which have is things like why like a solid reason why it all works and why it's done so much to begin with because you're right like you, you can make like a you can base things off of the real world but you could really mold it uh pretty easily right 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 and yeah you're you're not really held to represent a full picture. In fact, you're supposed to represent, you know, strands or pieces of what it once was. So, you know, you find a magazine or you find an old billboard or, you know, a monument that is in disrepair. And it's like, yeah, you know, I don't know. That was something, you yeah. know, like in, in Last of Us or Days Gone, you're it's years after this has happened. And so you're, Days Gone is like two or three years, while Last of Us is literally 20 years in the future. Um, and so, you know, you're you're coming in on people really figuring it all out, while Resident Evil people are in an action setting where they're, you know, it's it's a um, it's it's more dramatic. It's turmoil. It's like we we have no idea what's going on and we're trying to figure it out as we go other than like, oh, we've created a new life dying light too falls into that i uh i mean on a on a completely different note uh, you know thinking thinking past the fallouts right uh mm -hmm. i i began to think you know games like like near that's oh, probably gonna be that. right that's probably gotta be like one of my favorite uh, let's say renditions of like a poke post-apocalyptic world right because then yeah. everything's definitely over. And in fact, you know, you find out what that humanity's basically long gone. Uh, robots. Yeah. It, yeah. It's all just robots. So I think that's actually like really, really cool. Um, yeah. And years ago, when I didn't think about that. And then the world is still like, I don't know. I mean, you know how it, it is very like destroyed and post-apocalyptic, but then there's still a lot of um, I don't know, something still like moving and working. Yeah, and it's also pretty beautiful in a lot of senses. Yeah, like near, it's not the best-looking game, but they do have some pretty cool set pieces amidst all the destruction, and um, you know, like the games the zombie games are talking about last of us and days gone when it's been years and years and years after civilization has fallen and stuff has kind of come back and made a resurgence it can be really pretty because nature has taken over and it's it's a little less um you know but but fallout's different i guess because everything was wiped out and it's fallout's an ugly game yeah um, I remember putting the patch on four because I wanted some foliage. Like I put that that mod on there to have the trees and and grass grow. So I'm like, come on, <laughs> I don't want to look uh, at different muted grays and browns at, anymore. Let's go. You're right. It is pretty like it's it's drab. It's boring, right? Like that's all. That's all I think about. Yeah, especially three. Oh yeah, absolutely. And to it to that sense, like I feel like I normally don't dig the 
post-apocalyptic settings for like like at all. Like I I enjoy when I don't know if we're talking about you know there was obviously a civilization you know and and this is like decades since the apocalypse and things have been like rebuilt or restarted you know that that i always find like really interesting i mean we're looking at uh since we were talking about it um uh i can't remember the name of the game i can never remember anything this is my brain folks you just got to deal with it horizon Uh, yes horizon right like you know there was an advanced civilization there um i mean maybe you know there's there's more to that i haven't played the game enough but if anything i found that aspect of that game fascinating right yeah and i would call that the like what the far future right yes i guess where it's really it's been i don't i can't remember but maybe hundreds of years thousand years since it's happened and it's completely different yet there's still like a skeleton of the old world there yeah exactly like that stuff's super cool to me and yeah. then i mean i guess what uh i mean you know i mean near it's just a cool game but somehow i find that i mean that's good yeah i mean that's very like apocalyptic but yeah i'd say near is probably maybe it's because it's not so game. like completely destroyed and run down some some areas are yeah, you have like the desert like, area and that city that right. ruins it. But like for the most part, it's yeah, it's it's come back a little bit. Yeah, right. Um but yeah, I don't know. Like foot like the setting of Fallout just never necessarily did it for me. Like something some aspects of it do, but yeah, you're right. You know, what once I'm out in the world and yeah, all the grays and everything, it just it gets like tiring after a while. It and does. you find something that's really cool. I mean, I definitely like the like the uh, you know, like the almost steampunk s retro what retro tech, I guess we'll call that. Retro yeah, tech yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like that's always cool to me. Yeah, and you're like building things up from where basically society paused right. and didn't progress anymore, and now you're starting from like the 1950s and, and on. That is cool. It's like a little time capsule. Right, yeah, which that, yeah, that's super cool. But I don't know, I don't know what it, what else you got for us. So another one I was thinking of that popped in my head later was the Division series. Um, similar to Resident Evil, it's it's definitely like an outbreak or a pandemic, but also similar to Fallout. I would say it's it's maybe a little closer to Fallout, where the whole world just kind of collapses. Um, but it's it's very soon after, and you're going through this rundown husk of new york city and in the second game you're going through this rundown husk of washington dc but there's something i don't know there's something really neat about that it's almost like you're you're in the grocery store after it closed or something (laughs) you can just kind of go through whatever you want there's no you know everything is your play it's a playground i i guess what aisle would you immediately go to if you were stuck in a grocery store after it closed oh my god um geez cookies <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like cookies <laughs> or ice cream or something like yeah yeah it would definitely be like the cookie aisle and then right over to the, the liquor counter <laughs> now when i was a kid i wasn't thinking about the liquor counter 
Right. I would go find the most expensive scotch and then go to the ice cream aisle and and that would be my evening. That sounds like a good evening to me. It does. Also shopping cart racing, let's be real. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. Well, I mean you gotta keep yourself busy, you know. Yeah, you got all night. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> um yeah, but uh the other one I was thinking of so if you're if you're going to the far future one, going back to the far future one, I would consider Breath of the Wild and also Wind Waker in that in a very similar respect. You are absolutely correct. And I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh, Wind Waker's which... got the literally like water world thing going on where yeah. <laughs> you you the world is now islands and piracy is kind of just the the number one thing. But Breath of the Wild has this I don't know. The land is still somewhat together, but it's very segmented and very lawless. Yeah. No, there's definitely like a lot more structure. You could see that there was a lot more structure to it before uh, all all, all the stuff with Ganon happens. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I actually do really like, I really, really like how they did that in, in. in uh, Breath of the Wild, I did too. Yeah, I mean, and there's because it's not completely run down, and and it would be a very lonely game if there wasn't any form of any town or anybody keeping it together. But you know, just going around and seeing the ruins and all the aftermath of that big calamity war, um, yeah, it just puts this dark tone on an otherwise really peaceful enjoyable relaxed game it's like oh some bad shit happened here though <laughs> yeah like you can tell and then you go around like ganon's it's castle that or whatever tower and, and you could tell like shit went down there you know yeah yeah definitely i think it's a very similar reason why i enjoy days gone so much even though you know i I would say the reception is a little bit mixed but you really do kind of just have carte blanche to roam the environment and look through all the the ghosts of the past and stuff and there's just this freedom i guess that is is really nice even though in that game it's a zombie apocalypse and it's there's constantly just this sense of danger and you could just take a wrong turn and run into a giant horde of zombies that are going to overrun you in a couple seconds. But for the most part, yeah, there's just, there's not a hustle and bustle, I guess. Like you know, it was normally be in that set in that setting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was actually really cool. Like in a, you know, uh, post-apocalyptic, I think the division. I said that. <laughs> Did you say that? Yeah, earlier when I was saying the division, um, where you go oh, my, to New York and then it was yeah, before my, the, super, it was before the well, supermarket comment. We can, we can cut this, but you know, my brain goes in and out. But yeah, no, let's go back to the division. Yeah. So yeah, the division, right? Yeah, the division right? was really cool. I don't know if I like this setting so much in two, right? But like the first one with New York, and maybe that's just because we're like huge suckers for snow for whatever reason. Like snow and games are just awesome. 
I think one uh, had the more interesting setting, while two was just a better game. Yeah, that, definitely. that was the issue. Yeah, and I, I just enjoyed kind of like the drab sort of empty New York. It, it just worked for me, like way more than DC, right? No, I agree. Yeah, when I think of it, I always think of New York first, and then I have to remember that two was the more enjoyable experience. But yeah, the first time we played that, it was really fun to just run the streets and yeah. jump over cars and have firefights and intersections and stuff. Oh yeah. You literally do that for hours and then never play again. Right. <laughs> we did I put a lot of time in division two though. No, I know like, you did. There was a lot I don't know, there was just more and I actually found the um dungeons, what do you would call it, really interesting because they were putting actual landmarks like you'd go to the American History Museum or the aquarium or zoo and it just felt a lot more realized while the first one was just so repetitive yeah there was definitely just like more to it right mm-hmm. it's just i mean we talked about it i i think the genre as a whole just isn't really um looter shooter yeah isn't isn't quite there for me I don't know. isn't isn't really what i'm looking for right that's a good point because i mean looking back on that i remember the set pieces i remember the action and um and that one didn't have that whole time capsule effect because it was modern day and you had all the guns and and gear and actually a lot of it was really high tech and a little more futuristic but like right you know a future that we could see but i could not tell you what that story was in any way shape or form i think a dollar bill flu happened i don't know yeah basically and that's what it's yeah, like literally the there was like a pandemic <laughs> before the pandemic and it literally wiped out like most of the population so then uh the division is like a a, a, a like a sleeper government organization yeah, yeah that people get activated whenever there's like a an apocalyptic event basically like this going in and cracking skulls yeah, like after everything falls, they, they're there to keep it going. Yeah, and there's almost something... Um, keep the democracy. Yeah, exactly. But there's almost something trite about taking that and instead of making a clear-cut narrative and delivering something unique, um, making this looter-shooter, repetitive you know, run these over and over and over and over again to try to get better gear kind of takes away the big impact of the whole apocalypse. And it just turns into like a, well, it's just a setting. Yeah. Where no, absolutely. you have something like last of us and there's, and even days gone, I think days gone has tons of really good writing. Um, and maybe not as much the dying, the dying light series, but there's still, a narrative focus to be had with all of that apocalyptic setting where there are stakes and there's developments and stuff. And I think that makes it a little more immersive when it comes to that. Yeah. I think that's key word, right? Immersion. Immersion. That, that is probably another thing about like, what do we call it? Not a subgenre, we, we, you know, whatever post-apocalyptic is. Uh, it it I'd say is the subgenres be like zombie, nuclear, pandemic. 
right. or stuff like that. It, I, I think it is an easy, let's say, tool to um, help with immersion, right? I think yeah. there's something about all of it that really like sucks you in to the environment. Uh, like you feel the, I, I don't know, especially in like like zombie games, you really feel the the desperation and the um, and the need to survive or the want to survive, right? Where in like some like you know like an average shooter, you know, you're you just you just running through and yeah, blowing things up as quickly as possible, right? What do you think? Like, like I, I know that probably come that comes a lot from environmental storytelling and sto- and narrative building and all that. But I guess I'm trying to I'm trying to think, and and this is a good time to just fully go into why this works so well or what we enjoy so much about this. Um, what's coming to my mind is resource scarcity is a is a big thing, always, right? Where. And not in all of these examples, but in a lot of times it's like, hey, the world's gone. You know, you're going to have to collect things. You're going to have to craft. And and maybe your weaponry isn't as uh, bombastic as it would have been with society fully running. It's like, you know, you're going to be right. putting shit together. Um, and things that, aren't just being like made to replace what you have, you know? You, yeah. You work with yeah. what's, what's a dwindling a constantly dwindling amount of things. Yeah, and that gives you a cautiousness, especially in an open world environment where you know, you're going to run up on god knows what and it's like, well, if I burn all of these Molotov cocktails or <laughs> I fire all of these pipe bombs that I created, uh I'm going to have to go around crafting for those again and you know, you, you have to really decide when it's the right time to use a tool. For a specific situation, I guess, or you know, it, a tactical approach. Um, like, how, how? What's the best way to go about this? Yeah. The, and then, uh, yeah, go ahead. Minute. Well, I was just gonna say, and then, like, I, I again, in in these type of settings, it probably makes like the most sense, right? For you as like a like a player. Um, and with like the immersion, it's like, well, why does my character even care? Um, well, because everything is fucked, and <laughs> you're just trying to survive, right? And it, it makes you know, in that sense, it makes perfect sense. Well, and if there's a narrative, large narrative focus, usually, I don't know, they'll do it through like a love story, or you're trying to, you know, somebody's sick or you're trying to keep somebody alive, or maybe there's just like this personal journey for you um, as a character. But like, I know last of us, the big focus was revenge and I know you haven't played the game, so I won't say one of these days specifics. Yeah, you have to, (laughs) they're very good. Um, But a lot of in, in the first one, it's very much focused on, um, this idea of hope and this idea of being a person that saves people because you can and you have the opportunity to and like what does love actually mean when at any point in time someone's going to try to kill you or you know you and your loved ones can die and the second one is is really about like how far would you go for revenge and when is it not worth it and when has it just become 
a disease. Um, and so finding those really human stories in a setting where people aren't expected to hold those values anymore. It's like there, there's, you know, authority has has changed and the rules and structure have changed. So now you aren't really expected to carry on like that. You live for yourself because no one's really going to protect you. Uh, and so I think that compared to something like, a let's say, a Grand Theft Auto, where you break the law and the police come after you. Where in a zombie game, it's like, or um, a game like Fallout, or let's say even Horizon. You know, you kind of just do what you want, and right, you're you're on yeah. your own. Yeah, pretty much. And it doesn't ever really like. I I don't know. You're just kind of like thrusted in there. Um, and I don't think it's not like I just like Fallout. But there never really seems to be a huge driving force, right? Or a big enough driving force, for me at least. No, yeah. I mean, 3 was left a little open, so you could create your own story, I guess, while still trying to, what, like, deliver clean waters? I can't remember at this point. Yeah, same. <laughs> something, something. Right, so, like, the point eventually is revealed to you, I suppose. Uh, you know, or the plot, right? I think it has to do with with the relatives or something. Or like, I don't know. You got you have like a lineage somewhere in this future setting. Um, or hey, look, a a possible uh form of hope for humanity coming back, and and this and that. Um, yeah, all that good stuff. From what I've heard, Horizon gets real fucking weird with it. <laughs> uh yeah, I would. I think it does actually. I like, mean, that game starts off weird. Uh, let's get I, from what I've picked up in the spoiler details that I've got. I think that game series just becomes the Sci-Fi Channel, which sort of makes me want to play it more. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, wait, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. That sounds like a cool thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um. But also in the case of something like Death Stranding, where yeah, I was about to say, did we mention Death Stranding yet? We did not. I was I was kind of sitting yeah. on that one because it's, I think it's one of my favorite post-apocalyptic games because of all of the different stuff it does. But also, the the big aspect of this genre that I was thinking about is is this like form of serenity or yeah. emptiness. Like you are walking the land that is no longer occupied. And especially in Death Stranding, you are just, you know, there are no roads. There are no structures anymore. You're creating that stuff. You're using resources to develop that stuff. And so you're actually seeing how you can repair this nuked out landscape. And it gets really just... I don't know. There's there's a sense of accomplishment there, right? And a and a sense of um, which is kind of the point, right? <laughs> like, that's that's the immersion, I guess. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. That, I I think I like. Uh, I, I guess that's like another sort of sub theme that I enjoy. It's, it's very much so. Um, 
humanity thriving right in the best possible way that they can right because right. i mean they're not not i mean there's what there's like one last city um so they're they're very slowly dwindling i guess but you know their 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 technology and their advancements are still very much so there um and i don't know it just winds up being cool to me but you're like there's nothing to lose <laughs> right yeah because there is yeah. yeah no there really isn't but you know you still have like a like vast city and in a lot of like underground um I don't want to say. I mean, they are kind of like bunkers. bunkers. Yeah, but it's, you know, just, it's just a bunch of bomb shelters. Yeah, pretty much. That's yeah. one thing I wanted out of that game a little bit more was something like I do appreciate the 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 beautiful bleakness of the landscape. It's it's really breathtaking at, at moments in that game, but I just wanted some life in certain sections. Like right. The main points throughout the United States, like there's some people walking around, but pretty much everybody you talk to is a hologram, and it, it gets a little dis- too dystopian hey, after a while. You're actually kind of cutting out a little bit. Whoops, still. I don't know. Say something. Hello. Yes. It's back. Yeah. You're a robot Still? Yeah. It's like in and now. And, you know, you cut out, like, the beginning of your sentence was completely cut out there. That's the only reason why I said anything, because it was like, <laughs> I, yeah, it would have been. Um, how's it sounding now? At the moment, fine. Okay. Well, let me know if it happens again, and I'll restart my internet. Okay. Is it, it's been a little slow today. <clears throat> um. Was it? Yeah, so a big part of death stranding it's like it's it's a little bleak it and it's really it's a beautiful bleak landscape but i wanted in certain sections of that map to have just like an area where people were walking around and doing stuff even if it's if it was indoors like it doesn't have to be above because i know there's so many conditions that are keeping people from surviving above like literally rain that ages you um but yeah it, it gets lonely after you know 70 hours of roaming the landscape and creating roads and all that stuff but still a really really interesting thing that i kind of want to get back into now that we're talking well, about like it. insanely interesting right well you know mind of hideo kojima is i don't know comes up with some crazy ass shit yeah, but no nah, you're right like it is it, it is it is very beautiful landscape, but it's also very like empty. Uh, yeah. I, I do like how they like you know they they read it in the story. Uh, I, that's what the game. That's what it's all about, right? But you know, even like, why aren't there you know things? Um, like why aren't there a lot of like ruins or roads and stuff like that? Well, you know, because there's <laughs> aging rain everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's like you buildings have basically turned into dust and yeah. roads have turned into dust and animals and wildlife and stuff have have not lasted right. um that's definitely more realized in in that sense um god i'm really excited to see what two looks like 
Yeah, we'll see. Because I know we they got, they definitely have to do something different, but I'm I'm looking forward to that. I really I'm um, surprised that they're doing like I'm surprised they didn't decide to go with like another new IP, but I think they're working on something else simultaneously. Probably. I think he has a big enough studio for it, obviously. So Well yeah, and if they get funding from they're staying independent. So I know Death Stranding 2 will be funded by Sony while I don't know, Microsoft I think they might be working with Microsoft on something else actually like i think microsoft is funding a completely separate project hmm. um like a uh i don't know not a lot of uh but, but like from software right you know they kind of get contracted out and funded by various different large corporations to make games yeah is elden ring an apocalypse a post-apocalypse game i don't know Right, like, I, I, I'm not sure. It uh, technically all, all of them, are right. Like every last Souls-like from from software, it, it takes at least as far as we know, it is like a realm that is very much so, uh, fallen. Right. It fallen doesn't all. Doesn't it also almost feel like a purgatory Elden Ring a lot of times especially because it's like the lands between yeah so I I I kind of feel like that's what it was supposed to be you know that it is an area like after your death now other ones I I don't know I because like with Dark Souls yeah, Dark Souls, I say Elden Ring is pretty similar to Dark Souls. Like, Bloodborne feels like you're in the apocalypse while right. it's happening, because it's literally what's happening. The Elder Ones are, you know, messing shit up. Um, but, like, the Dark Souls series, it's like you're you're running through ruins constantly, and anytime you do come upon a city or a town or something, it's long abandoned or overrun by the worst shit you could imagine. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I guess absolutely. Uh, you know, we maybe it's a bad habit to always think that post-apocalypse is is like a futuristic thing. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's like, what uh, if it's it's been like that for so long? <laughs> right. Well, like like Horizon. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, but then you know, I mean, it's definitely more like. Uh, uh, I don't. I don't know what. I don't know time periods enough to, you know, what is like kings and castles and knights esque era. Um, I fantasy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, just, you know just... it's a it's a post apocalyptic version of of that, right? Yeah, for sure. So no, you... I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like there clearly was in 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 all of them a. I would say a grand civilization, right? That has since fallen. Yeah, for sure. And now it's like, a, like you know, a nightmare, <laughs> an apocalyptic nightmare setting. Especially after you light their tree on fire in Elden Ring. Oh, you didn't do that, did you? No, I haven't done that. Yet. But no, I mean, that. typically, you know, people don't like it when you do that. <laughs> Why? Uh, um. 
Do, would know. you say? Would you say you are like? Do you think you prefer the open world style or like a linear story in a post-apocalyptic post? I can't say the word anymore. Setting of post-apocalyptia. Damn, that's a that's a hard one, right? Because okay, if we're thinking, it just I guess it just depends on the game and how it's done. I I would say maybe like I lean toward like more open world makes sense, you know, like yeah, it, it can be drab, but you have this literal post-apocalyptic landscape just littered with like crap to be taken. Yeah, let me let me run around and take it, right? But then. I guess if you have an idea of something like Resident Evil, um, no, right? Like keep keep it not linear, but keep it on a smaller scale. Uh, yeah, and there's something refreshing about being able to go through a six to twelve hour thing and just have a really good thrilling experience versus right. going around and taking a thousand bandit camps and. Yeah, that you know, and that that is that is something that is inherently, I guess, an issue with all open world games, right? Like, you have to, I, yeah, I think Elden Ring is uh, what's what's the right word here? It's not like the the monster and creature and like enemy population is very diverse. And then sparse, right? In, in like a good way. So uh, Elden Ring absolutely set like a such a an improved standard, I think, when it comes to that, because it's it's that world is what you make of it. And so, you, unlike a game that I I am currently falling off of, which is Horizon Forbidden West, which I told you I would, um, just full on map diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like okay, I I have a full time job. I don't need another one. This stresses me the fuck out. <laughs> right. Sorry. Continue with what you were saying. No, I w- I was just um, so you never really feel like you're fighting. Even when you are, you never really feel like you're fighting the same thing twice. Um, because you probably have fought like two to three other type of enemies that require you. And that this part just because the type of game it is, but require you to kind of go about it, fighting it like at least a little bit of a different way, right? Like there's different timings and animations, or they might be ranged or not ranged. And yeah, I mean, there's actually when you think about it, like a shit ton of different type of enemies in that game. Um, also, if you look at the reward trajectory, where going especially the first playthrough but even you know i was starting a second playthrough of elden ring not long ago and there's still just that excitement over what item am i going to get here what weapon am i going to get here it's going to be unique and different and it's not just a bunch of you know resources a through f that i can use to create things yes (laughs) i um my Black. brain died. Yeah. <laughs> like my brain just died so hard. I uh let's talk about dream post-apocalyptic games. If you could make any apocalyptic game, any genre, any background, what would you do? Just just something that you you're really pining for. 
in this in this uh, area. I don't know. Come back to me. What do you got? <laughs> I that so I'm gonna cheat a little bit because it's not like these games don't somewhat exist. I just feel like I'm still looking for that perfect zombie wasteland survival base building crafting thingy. Um, you have you have days gone where you know that's a pretty good uh, semi Walking Dead simulator, but you don't really have control over the settlements. You don't. You, you there's not a lot of customization. Uh, and then you have games like um, State of Decay, which, you know, you can go pick your bases and level them up, but you don't really get to build the structures and then, I don't know, resource management is can turn into more of a uh, automated situation thing. You know, you're not like making runs to gather stuff from nearby things and coming back. Fallout 4... Almost had that where I had the customization and the the crafting situation that I I was really into, but the story just didn't carry me through. And then the way that your bases worked after you were building them, there was really no point to build them that way. The threats that were surrounding were never a big deal. There wasn't a lot of risk associated. So it's like I want a I want a really fully fledged state of decay where i have like a fallout 4 level of crafting freedom but also a decent days gone story you know where i i feel like the world is moving forward it's not just this endless loop like a minecraft or you know something like that sounds like Uh, you're asking for too much i know but it's just what i've always wanted no I, i it it it's actually kind of like surprising where you don't there isn't really too many games like post apocalyptic games where you you build like re you know just try to like rebuild civilization yeah like it it would totally make sense for you to like have like a town you know get its defenses have like really good you know uh i guess building mechanics um and then you could even go and get like survivors or like the you know, certain survivors that do different things too are able to do different things to be able to build more shit. Like, right, exactly. Or, you know, you start doing like resource trains where it's like, all right, this person goes out this often and brings back and looks for this type of resource because that's what their skills are. And meanwhile, I'm able to jump into like a Sims uh, style building screen and then jump out of that into you know, like a third person action open world thing where I leave that base that I just spent all that time building and I get to walk around in that base and I get to leave that base and, and come back and search the world and all that stuff and connect with other NPC bases. Yeah. At least a game that has like the the city building as like a major point. Uh, right. You know, and not like well, Fallout A, it was a little clunky. Um but it was just something that they clearly threw in. Like, they tacked like, it on. And, you know, it it was it was neat. But, yeah, it's just very tacked on. I mean, I guess, isn't that, like, point of, like, Fallout 76? But I don't uh, think there is a point to Fallout 76. 
You're right. And what has been tacked on to Fallout 76 is all the stuff that was missing from a video game, like, you know, NPCs and interaction and stuff. I hear it's actually doing pretty well now. I mean, I'm sure it is, but, you know, they've had... <laughs> it's passed for me. Yeah. I just, I can't get myself to care. But yeah, uh, that's what I've always wanted, honestly. Just that's been like my dream. Because I love zombie fiction. I I never I don't get tired of it. I know that it's overwrought. I know that people are like a little lukewarm on it these days, but it's like it's always gonna be one of my favorite ways to tell a story. Right. Um, yeah, that's just a game I want. Well, it's a genre that's had a lot, a lot of good games, right? Yeah. Um yeah, I don't, yeah, maybe lukewarm is is I'll, I'll never shy away from like a new Resident Evil, right? No. But I mean, even Resident Evil, new Resident Evils don't they don't they don't really have zombies anymore, right? They have sh- different shit entirely. Yeah, like goo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or mold, right? Or 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 werewolves, you know? Yeah, but I, you know. Regardless, like even last, you know, Last of Us Two isn't zombies technically, but it is. It's it's fungus, right? Yeah, they are fungus. basically I a mean, bunch they're, of they're, walking fungi. They're all zombie adjacent. The walking fungi was was a rejected name for that series. I heard shame. I would have played it day one. <laughs> 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 The Walking Fun Guy. They we, thought it sounded uh, too much like The Walking Dead, and then they, they didn't want the association. Like, all, right, all right, guys, we've released The Walking, and we're being sued. <laughs> Shit. Oh, <laughs> um, well, it was good. And there is, um, I think, Frostpunk, right? That's like a city builder game. Yeah. With, uh, city builder, and what? I guess like resource management game. That's supposed to be in like a. I've heard it called Misery Simulator. <laughs> yeah, because it I mean it 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 looks drab and awful. Definitely wanted to play it just because it's like all snow, but never did get around to it. But I think that's supposed to be in like a kind of like a post-apocalyptic sort of setting. Yeah, it's like you're you're basically trying to create a um a town in the in the world of Snowpiercer where yeah. you can't survive after the nuclear winter. Um, but really, like the decisions you're making are like, who do you want to not die? <laughs> it's like, shit. Who do you want to die? Like, more? No, no, someone's going to die, but who do you not want to die? Yeah. So, um, do you have an idea of what you'd want to see? No, I, I'm just going to take yours, right? Because I oh, mean, cool. that, yeah, because I mean, we kind of got there together. Maybe a little bit, you know. Hey, I, you know, all all good ideas have a have a a great tag along to take all the credit. It was my idea. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Breath of the Wild with zombies. Exactly. Wait a minute. I don't think like I I can't. There isn't anything that I can think of right now on the spot. Like nothing particularly comes about. Like I, you know. I, I guess I opened up this episode saying that, like, the post-apocalyptic setting isn't necessarily, like, my favorite genre. There's definitely some good games in there. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, it doesn't always draw me, I suppose, like, 
it would some other people. Oh, I actually have a fun one for you. Describe your ideal Resident Evil 9. What does that look like to you? Man, did they even say anything about Resident Evil 9 at this Not point? Not yet. Not yet. But they did say they did do that uh Rose expansion. Right. After Village. Um so my it and it said like the father's never mind, I'm not gonna say anything else. But um my guess is that Chris Redfield will have something to do with it. And it's kind of it it will continue in that I don't think it's gonna be first person, but I do think it's gonna continue off of the events of eight, or at least, you know, if what was it like seventeen years later from eight? And I feel like whenever they bring Chris Redfield into the mix, things get a little fucky. And by that, I mean it turns into an action shooter. I really was hoping by now you would have played that that uh, Heisenberg boss fight because he literally hears Chris over radio and he goes, Ah, oh, Chris, that boulder-punching asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like, like... Capcom just literally doesn't give a fuck. No, they really don't. I mean, they don't have to, right? Like, but in fact, they're, they're at their best when they don't. Uh, it absolutely killed me. <laughs> like, oh, good. <laughs> All right, calm down, Nicolas Cage. Uh, I, you know, I. That's like the one thing that I don't want. I almost want them. Okay, actually, no. Can they please just scrap? All of this crap because I don't need constantly continued storylines, right? Like okay. some of the best experiences that I've had at Resident Evil in the past couple of decades is when okay, I granted they they you know they brought back Leon and all that, but hey, you know, it was all new to me at that point. Um but in Resident Evil 7, I really, really just enjoyed the the new character, right? It had nothing to do with anything. Um, obviously they tied in some original characters and they, and they, they, they did a really good job actually of tying in, um, you know, things that we know, like umbrella and all that good stuff. Uh, I almost yeah. said Academy there. <laughs> umbrella, the umbrella Academy. <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah, it was a good show. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I just like, I don't want to see going about i mean maybe there's a lot of stuff that they could explain that's been going on that'd be nice but i really feel like if they bring chris into the mix it's just it's almost kind of like force them into a more actioning sort of experience because chris is at this point supposed to be such a ridiculous badass right you just gave me all the anxiety i didn't even think about that yeah i'm sorry so it would have been nice if they they just went back to almost like a like a like a um a more realized seven experience right with zombies like bring back that slow paced um horror aspect even even though eight eight was uh, fantastic right uh it, it was definitely more of a four experience that's as yeah. far as i need to go right it, 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 that should be like the end of ethan's tale and all that good stuff but Right, right. Um, yeah, I would like to see maybe another reset. Um, cause yeah, I like 
Resident Evil suffers from it go it just keeps going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. So where are we where can we go after the T virus? Where can we go after the G virus? Where can we go after Las Plagas? Where can we go after and like it's just like all they're not willing to let go or retcon anything, which is fine. I think you can do whatever you need to do. Um like seven worked really well on its own and I was fine with the tie-in and but like eight definitely ends on a I don't know, there could be a new future something or another. Um so yeah, it's it's definitely a little up in the air of like where they're going in direction. I don't think they would be stupid enough to pull a Resident Evil five and six again. Capcom is a much different beast these days, like They've pretty much been killing it for the most part. Yeah, no, absolutely. But if history shows anything, that's exactly what they'll do. Like that's like one hundred percent what they're gonna do. But you know, we'll we'll see. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't even know. Like what? I I cannot definitively say, oh yeah, no, there's no way they're gonna do like a five and a six, you know? Yeah, just and then they realize, but now people don't want Resident Evil, the action game. But I think that they think that's what people want. I, I would know. really like another two in a different story setting, like I, the, an outbreak in a city. This city is just going to shit. There is a ticking clock. What are we supposed to do? And here's some really cool uh, set pieces to puzzle through and all that. No, I, I think, um, I yeah, I think like a hard reset, right? Like, I keep keep you. We can keep all that crap that's happened. We can keep everything. You can even continue that, right? Um, you can even continue it at nine, but make like a new make like a some new Resident Evil game with like just our new zombie game with the you know with a completely different universe we'll go with that but is your nine is it more survival horror oriented or more so like i would i would enjoy another seven right yeah okay i see what you mean before the so eight is great, but I feel like I'm gonna get more than enough of that from the four remake. Yeah. So, you know, I don't I don't need like another of that, which is kind of like a little bit more actiony approach. It's it's a Resident Evil four approach to Resident Evil seven, and it worked great. Like it worked really well. Um, but I'll run through eight then, like, a yeah. like a machine where it's right. just I'm I'm hammering on that skip button and i'm just trying to kill as much as possible where you know i played back through seven again and it's like you have to methodically go through that game and you have to decide if it's time to fight or run and you have to decide you know yeah. it was you... very very like almost yeah not almost it was very like traditional resident evil just not as grueling you know it's like a resident evil zero sort of experience for sure which yeah, is also yeah. a great game. Oh, yeah. I, it, it did it for me, right? Like, I thoroughly enjoyed that one. Um, scared the living crap out of me <laughs> in oh more than God. one occasion. That was uh, the most terrifying game I've ever played. Right. And I just played the crap out of it. I, you know, I just, I 
wanted to keep going. Because um, yeah, it, very... it wasn't just jump scares. It was jump scares and unsettling things and true body horror. It was all the, the horrors in one. Yeah. It wasn't just this outlast thing where it's gore and jump scares and trying to make you piss yourself on your stream. Um, no, it was like psychologically upsetting. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. <laughs> a more than one occasion. There's, you know, a lot of good parts in there, too. Uh, God, why do we like that? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I just, I just like Especially me, like, it literally ruined. makes no it, it makes no sense. I know. Uh, I, I still can't get over the fact that you will play something like Resident Evil 7, and you see something like the original Halloween, and you're like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's like the campiest shit at this point. Probably. And I'm probably still gonna watch it. Uh <laughs> uh my god. Uh yeah, yeah. Well that's uh that's a whole different discussion. We we've really gone off the off the rails here, haven't we? I like it. Yeah. Me too. Well, but, uh, hey, yeah, for you, go. What are you thinking? What is your ideal Resident Evil nine? I would like double submachine guns and the ability to axe kick. Okay, okay. I think you're gonna get that. Let's be honest. <laughs> like Chris is just gonna come in there, guns a blazing, like fucking American flying eagle. Fuck double machine guns. You're getting double LMGs in this bitch, which is a machine gun, right? But you know. You get the big boys with like a bazooka <laughs> strapped to his back, you know. Perfect. Um, I think I just there are small little things. So I, for the most part, agree with your version. Um, I'm a little less reset focused because I don't know. I like I said. I I I think my high points of the Resident Evil series are the Raccoon City stuff and like two and three and. Um, and the seven and eight are another super high point. I was excited to see how they would connect those a little bit more, but now, you know, based on how eight ended, I don't, I don't know how they would do that. It does feel like a, a soft reset point. So I really would like, I want to, I want a zombie like night of the living dead experience. It's like, Oh, everything's on a shit and we're scrambling, trying to figure out what's going on. Um, and this town has just gone up in flames. Like, I really think that would be enjoyable because when's the last time we've truly had that? I mean, in seven, you go to this um, derelict house in Louisiana and everything's pretty much contained to that zone. And then yeah. in eight, you're going, it's like four, you're going to some village in the mountains of some Eastern European country. Uh, you know, we're not in some metropolitan area where, you know, you're seeing the police force run down and all the houses and are on fire and the streets are littered with buses and taxis and people are bleeding and trying to stay alive and stuff. Like, that's that's something I, I really want from them because I think they do it the best. You're right. No, they absolutely do. And I, I guess if you take a really maybe some of the shock factors and uh, uh, the overall, let's say, ambiance of seven 
in that sort of like cityscape, literally. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be something that'd be really fun, you know. And terrifying. Yeah, like, take the gameplay of seven because again, I think I think two is pretty much perfect from a third person perspective survival horror. Uh, it's actiony, but not too actiony. Right. You're still, especially the first time you play through that game, you're still conserving and you're still trying to plan out and be strategic. But yeah, take two and seven and that format and find a really good set piece in the middle of hell, like a museum or I don't know. I wouldn't say a hospital because they've done hospitals in two and three. Um, but you know, something like that. Actually, a museum is pretty good. <laughs> Not a museum. Honestly, <laughs> like the Natural History Museum. There's just <laughs> zombies mm. craw- crawling on woolly mammoth <laughs> statues and shit. Yeah, I dig it. Uh, yeah, we can dig it. We can dig it. Well, I think that pretty much does it. We talked all things Apocalypse. Tell us what your favorite Apocalypse games are. And Matt, watch The Last of Us so we can talk about that. Okay. It's on, it's on the list. If you watch the first three episodes next week, we can do a, a Last of Us cast. Okay. And that, that, uh, that One Piece addiction after. goes hard, though. Oh, you're, you're watching One Piece? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Still watching it. They got ya. Oh, yeah. I'm in it. I am far in it. I'm seriously considering going and installing the stranding. I am deep in those waters. Oh my god. It's an anime about pirates, Quinn. I started it, okay? <laughs> it just it got <laughs> it got too much. <laughs> it gets better. Uh, I really I was enjoying it. It's just yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's too many you... things to watch. I know. There always is. And told there isn't. Until there isn't. Like the apocalypse. Yeah. Oh my god. If the apocalypse happened, there'd be nothing to watch. Oh my going, god. It sounds so boring. <laughs> sounds so boring. We'd be too busy trying to stay alive. That sounds awful. I know. I know. But think about this. All your bills would just suddenly disappear. That sounds nice. The concept of money would disappear. Right? Work. And well, unless of you know, it's like Fallout and we're trading fucking bottle caps like assholes. Yeah, see, no, no. I I, I swear to God, if we really reach the apocalypse in our lifetime and then they just immediately fucking bring back capitalism, I'm done. I'm going out. They would try to, right? I will not do capitalism because, too. So a lot of people would be like, well, you know, like, I'm not going to do this or provide this for you for free. Yeah. Um, and you don't really would, have anything that I want necessarily right now. If only there was some sort of way to keep track of the monetary value of things. It would start out as a socialist utopia where everybody is just working for one large bigger picture and then someone's gonna have something that someone else covets and it's all gonna fall apart right or the whole you know 
human greed. This person is, uh, you know, doing less work than me, right? Like, why should he get the same amount of food rations that I do? Yep. It's like, but he has three kids. I didn't. No one made him have kids. Right? Oh, God damn it. Oh, my God. That's how it would be. No, I would just become cynical and be like, we deserve this. <laughs> and I'd go live on a mountain. This is why the world ended. <laughs> All right. We'll get our families and we'll go live in the woods. Yeah. Screw society. It's just going to let us down. Yeah, basically. We'll have a socialistic society that can never be more than like 20 people. We'll exile <laughs> people. I don't know what that is. The kids, huh? We had twenty first grandchild. No, gotta, whenever someone's whenever, got to get bit. Whenever someone eat, reaches age seventy five, they just walk out into the woods. It's like, all right, bye. And that's fair, right? I mean, yeah, at yeah, that yeah. point, it's kind of like, I mean, you, wow, you, you, you live to seventy five in a post apocalyptic. Uh, setting right. It, I mean, at this point, you're just a liability. Uh, good for it's you. Like either go and I don't know, live out the, your last hours with dignity, or we eat you. And we really don't want to start cannibalism at this point. We've been we've been doing really well with our rutabaga patch, right? Like I, you know, we really don't need it. We, we're just doing it for fun at this point. Oh my god, is this still recording? Shit. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> well, you've reached the dark hour of the Nerding Grounds podcast. Stay a while and listen. All right, everybody. That's going to do it. Thank you for stopping by, giving us a listen. Have yourself a great week or weekend. And do something nice.